Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Thanks for joining again this week for the episode of CLEP Tests and Why You Should Take Them. Now, this is episode 17, and I, I hope you've enjoyed the first few months of this podcast, and I hope to keep this going for you and give you a lot of great information. But CLEP Test is an important topic that a lot of students don't really know about, and certainly parents don't know about, and it's, it's underused. I think you'll find a lot of value in this episode, and uh, hopefully by the time this is over, you're going to start doing a little research on what club tests you might be able to take, and hopefully this summer, you're going to go take those. Now next week, I hope you'll, you'll join again for episode 18, and we're going to do a summer checklist on 12 things that you should be doing this summer uh, to help with your ACT and college prep, and one of those on the 12. Uh, we're going to talk about today, and that is CLEP tests. All right, so CLEP. CLEP is an exam that is given through the College Board. Now, you may know College Board more for the SAT and the PSAT exams, and I'll talk in later episodes about the PSAT, but that's uh, that's kind of where most people will know the term College Board, but the company College Board also is over the CLEP test testing system let's say it that way so a lot of information can be found on the college board website and i'm going to just read to you some of that as we go here and i'm going to give you a breakdown of some of the key aspects of clep and why everyone should be taking these or virtually everyone but clep exams help students earn college credit so this is much like concurrent or ap you earn college credit for material that maybe you were taught in high school or you know and you can do that for a very small amount of money. The way this will work is you will find out what exams are available, and I'm gonna go over that in just a moment. You'll be able to go to a college university, take the exam, and you'll get college credit for the course. These CLEP exams are about $89, obviously subject to change on that. A lot of the testing centers will charge a small administration fee on top of that. I pulled up one college close by and just to see you know, what they did, and theirs was $15 as the administration fee. Some schools charge a little bit more, but even at that, I mean, we're talking $105 roughly, you know, in that example, it's 104 bucks. For $104, you're going to be able to go take a test, and if you score high enough, you're going to get college credit. Now, when I say college credit, I'm talking you don't go to class, you don't have to buy the textbook, you don't have to pay the university any money for the hours, you literally take the test and you get credit and that class goes on your transcript. And it can count towards your major if that course is required, whether that's for general ed purposes, your core, or even a class that's more along your major requirements. So let's talk some key facts here. Students typically take CLEP tests on a computer and you'll only do these at the official CLEP test centers. CLEP exams are multiple choice questions unless there's writing portions involved. They take about 90 minutes. Most CLEP exams are 90 minute exams. Some can be 120 minutes uh, depending on the exam subject. They're offered year round. Uh, there's more than 2000 CLEP test centers across the country and you'll be able to find them very easily 
Um, you'll be able to go on the, the, the CLEP site, and we'll talk about this as we go through this episode today. But you'll be able to go on their site, you'll be able to pull up your college or university nearby and see what exams are offered there. It's going to be pretty easy to get to a test center. Students receive their CLEP exam scores immediately. I mean, you know when you leave how you did, which I love. I mean, it's been that way for 30 years, which is just awesome. And except, now there's an exception there. If you have to do college composition or you do Spanish with writing, for example, it's going to take time to get those writing portions graded. So you may not have it immediately. There's more than 2,900 U.S. colleges and universities that give credit for CLEP. So you just need to know that right up front that this is not something that specializes certain areas. A CLEP test, you can ask almost any college around, do you do CLEP tests? And they're going to go, oh yeah, we have that. We do that through our university testing center. Whereas other type tests, maybe a residual ACT, you can ask that at some colleges and they're going to be like, uh, we have no idea what you're talking about. What is that? And, and we'll talk about residuals again in later episodes, but CLEP is not, you're not going to have that problem with CLEP tests. When we say you get credit for that, again, that means you're actually going to get that course, credit for that course on your transcript. And that's going to happen if the CLEP is accepted by the college, if you received a high enough score to get that credit, and how many credits you get will depend on the college and the exam. So there can be other guidelines on this. I mean, colleges can have restrictions such as they can limit you to the maximum number of credits you can receive through CLEP. So you definitely want to talk with the college's academic advisor. You want to find out, hey, what are the restrictions here? How does that work? And that way you'll know. Now, I'm going to pause right here and just tell you an example of what I did. And again, now, I, you know, I went to college way back. I was 1992 to 96 is when I was an engineering student at Oklahoma State, and uh, I was in industrial engineering. And so the summer before I started college, so that would have been the summer of 1992, I was aware of CLEP exams. So I got online, and I got online. I definitely did not get online. We didn't have the internet so what I did is I contacted Oklahoma State. I found out what CLEP exams they offered and which ones they gave credit for, uh, you know, for classes, whatever. So here's what I did. I went up there and I took the French exam. I took a math exam for college algebra trigonometry. And then I took a biology exam. So I did three test back then it was only like $40 a test so 120 bucks I took three tests now I had a fantastic French teacher in high school uh, her name was Deborah Dobbs and I'm telling you Miss Dobbs was amazing she would have us she was just off the charts good I mean she had us do you know not only the written we'd have to do listening we'd have to do speaking it was a fantastic course well, what I did is I took French 1, French 2, and then right after I finished French 2, I asked her if I could take a French book home and review my French 1 that summer, and I did. Then I went and took the CLEP test, and I'll just let you know, I CLEP 15 hours of college French. I've CLEP French 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm six hours from a French minor. I've never had a French class in college. That's just crazy. So I got 15 hours college credit for 40 bucks. 
never had to buy a textbook, never had to go to a class, never studied for an exam or final. That's incredible. Biology, I clept eight hours of biology. I clept bio one, bio two. I clept trigonometry and college algebra. Now, a side note on that is because I was an engineering major, I actually did not need some of those classes. I didn't need French, but I didn't know at the time if possibly I wanted to do some inter international engineering work. And if I would have, I think that may have come into play. So I went ahead and took the test. The biology did count towards my major, which was outstanding. Being able to use the biology for my major saved me some time. I didn't have to take that class. My daughter, Casey, what I did with her is same thing. She took Spanish one, Spanish two in high school. As soon as she finished Spanish two, I said, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to review Spanish one, Spanish two, go take the CLEP test. So she went to the University of Central Oklahoma, took her CLEP test there. And she was, look, she's like, I don't know. I don't know Spanish that well. And oh, there's no way I can't do this. I'm like, look, if you made an A in Spanish one, Spanish two in high school, you know some Spanish. Now you may not think you do, but you'll be surprised you know some Spanish. So we're going to take the test. So we pay her a little 89 bucks or whatever it was. And she takes the test. Yeah, she clipped four hours of college Spanish. It counts toward her major. She's going to be a nursing major. And now she has a four hour course. She does not have to take because she took the CLEP test. And look, you know, had she not taken that test, just think about it. That would be another course that we would have to pay for, that she would have to drive to class every day. She would have to, you know, get a textbook, study for exams, finals, all of that is gone. And now she can either reduce her load for a semester or she can get done earlier. It's a great thing to do. And I hope you will do that as well. So who can take CLEP exams? Well, anyone, anyone interested in going to college, getting college credit, uh, you could take it. And when did CLEP come about? This is an interesting little fact, but it actually started in 1967, and it was a way for adult students and military service members to earn degrees inexpensively while being able to work. I love the history of that. I love where it started, and now it's still available, and everyone should be doing this. All right, so what subjects can you take a CLEP exam to get college credit? There are 34 different exams, and I'm going to tell you what they are right now. First, we have composition and literature. So these would be literature. It could be American British literature composition. So here we go. American Lit, Analyzing and Interpreting Literature, College Composition, College Composition Modular, English Literature, and Humanities. Now, what do some of those mean? I have no idea, but I'm reading them to you, and maybe some of these will be a good fit. Foreign Language. This is the number one area students should be taking CLEP tests. There's not a lot of AP out there for foreign languages. There's not a lot of concurrent for foreign languages. So when you take foreign language in high school, that summer, right after your second foreign language class, go take the CLEP test. This is easily the number one area for CLEP testing that nobody does. And I don't understand why. So hopefully you listen to this, you're going to change that. But look, they have French one and two, German one and two, Spanish one and two, and even Spanish with writing one and two. So definitely go do that. Yesterday, I went back and checked Oklahoma State University's CLEP office, and you can still CLEP 15 hours of that stuff. So uh, I hope you will go do that and get those credits. Now, a little side note here. My daughter, when she took her CLEP test at UCO, 
UCO for the score that she got equates it to a four hour Spanish course at the University of Central Oklahoma. Now, when she was considering another college, that other college only counted it as a three hour course. Now, we got into a little bit of an issue with this because when we tried to tell that college that she had credit for that four-hour course at UCO, and that course at UCO transferred to the other college, the other college said, well, we are not going to accept that unless it's on her UCO transcript. So Casey and I go to UCO to get a transcript with that CLEP test on there, and UCO said, we will not issue you a transcript until you have completed 12 hours here at UCO. And it didn't matter who we talked to or how much we argued, they would not issue it, which meant the other college would not accept it. If this ever happens to you, you must go meet with your advisor and discuss that with your advisor, explain the situation, and your advisors at the college can make exceptions or overrides into the system to say, yes, she has credit. Here is her CLEP transcript. And you actually order the CLEP transcript off of the CLEP uh, College Board website. So you take that transcript, you go, look, I have the credit, but they're not gonna put it on my transcript until I complete 12 hours there. So I'd like you to do an override showing that I have taken that class or I do have that prerequisite. So that's the way you get around that. Your college advisors, they do that kind of stuff all the time. You should not have any problems with that. All right, now let's continue. History and social sciences. You could take American government, history of the U.S. 1, history of the U.S. 2. So a lot of times that'll be like pre-1877, post-1877. Human growth and development, introduction to educational psychology, introductory to psychology, introductory to sociology, principles of macroeconomics, principles of microeconomics, social sciences and history, and then Western Civ, Ancient Near East to 1648, Western Civ II, 1648 to the present. Now in math and science, we've got biology, calculus, chemistry, college algebra, college math, natural science, pre-calc. And in business, you've got accounting, information systems, introductory business law, principles of management, principles of marketing. Wow, that's a lot of different options. And if you could get some of those CLEPs, it would be the cheapest way you get college credit. Again, now, a lot of times you're taking AP tests and a lot of times you're doing concurrent enrollment. But where some of these don't fit, then the CLEP test is the perfect option. I would also say that if you take an AP test and you don't score high enough on it, you don't get credit, go take the CLEP test because they'll take either. And that gives you another option. Now, you may want to pull up specific universities to see what they give, what tests they give, and what they give as credit. And so in the show notes today, I give you an example of that. I pulled up Oklahoma State University in Stillwater. I list what they give, what score you have to make, and how many credit hours they will give you for that. What's interesting is you can look at French Level 1, and at Oklahoma State, you have to make a 50. French Level 2 is a 59. And, and it tells you how many credit hours they give you for those. Whereas you look at other schools and that score may be a little lower and it may be different credit hours because it's it depends on what classes they equate. So I have that in the show notes for you. And then also you can order a transcript, as I said, from the College Board website. 
They're $20. You definitely want to do that. That way you'll have that to be able to show the college and to award credit for CLEP, the college universities and other organizations typically do require that transcript. So just go to CLEP, C-L-E-P, CLEP, .collegeboard.org, clep.collegeboard.org. That'll get you to their site, and then you can start looking at the exams and where it's offered around you, and I hope that you'll try it because, again, wow, it's way underused. It's probably, again, one of the easiest ways you're ever going to be able to get credit without spending money on those classes. Well, as I continue through these episodes, I'm going to be, again, talking about some general things of college. I'll be talking some specific things uh, ACT sections related. Uh, next week, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to do checklist, 12 things that should be on your summer checklist to complete. And that'll be the next episode. And we'll do several more after that as well. You can go to chadcargill.com. That's my website. On there, you can find a lot of information about where I'm going to be. Calendar.chadcargill.com is my complete schedule. Uh, we will post every workshop scheduled as they get scheduled. And we have schools that are calling and scheduling and we'll putting that out there. This year, I anticipate there's going to be some limitations on seating uh, due to social distancing. It's going to be important that if you see a workshop that you want to attend, that you call and get on that list. So if it's not at your school, call the school around you that you see on my calendar. See if there's space for you. If it's at your school, be the first to sign up because, again, my guess is we're going to get in some rooms that with social distancing, we're going to be limited maybe to 60, 80 people. And so if you're used to anyone that wants to come, gets to come, that may not be the case this year. So don't wait. As a result of that, also, I anticipate that my calendar is going to get pretty full pretty fast because there's probably going to be more schools that need to host workshops because some areas we're not going to be able to combine like we have in the past uh, due to the seating. So if you want to schedule a workshop, you can call my assistant. Her name is Penny. And call our office at 405-454-3233. Get on the schedule soon, and then hopefully I'll be able to come see you. All right, well, thank you guys for listening again this week. Uh, I will be right back with you next week with that checklist episode. Thank you guys for listening.